everybody and welcome to another episode of an evening in the yachts we are a podcast that talks mostly about pop culture from the 2000s and early 2010s i'm m i'm Kay. and today we are having our first uh celebrity bio and it is going to be about the real slim shady aka eminem marshall mathers the third marshall mathers the third i'm very excited uh so yeah, this is actually, I think based on the information I found, it's going to be a two-parter, I believe, because, listen, Marshall has led a very interesting life, okay? There's a lot about him that needs to be said, so we will be doing this in two parts. So today is part one. I don't know, he has so much information on him. <laughs> I told you, I went, I did, um, I, like, look at my paragraphs. <laughs> oh my God. okay. Well, I guess we can just get into it, I guess. Wait, I have one thing I want to ask you. What? Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, would you capture it or just let it slip? I capture it. <laughs> so that is from, if anyone doesn't know, from Eminem's critically acclaimed song, Lose Yourself, from the movie Eight Mile, which he starred in. And also he wrote the soundtrack for, and that's an iconic iconic song, which we will talk about in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked Eminem. Um, I remember I secretly watched Eight Mile when I was in high school, because it, it's kind of a, whatever. It's, it's a rough movie, yeah. It's a rock movie. But I, there was a time when I was very obsessed with him. And um, I think it's his album, Recovery, or something that came out when I was in middle school that I really liked. Do you remember that one? He's walking down the road. I do remember that one. <laughs> his album cover. Yeah. So the reason why I wanted to do Eminem is because I saw a reel from someone on TikTok who was um, mouthing the rap to um, Without Me. And I was like, wait a minute. I recognize this song. And then do you remember that one time it came back to me? So we used to have these cats, everybody, that we named. And we used to, I think we used to make songs and put them in there. Like, remember, we would take famous songs and put their names in them. Do you remember? And we did it, girls go, but it was our cats' names in there. But we were young and didn't know what that meant, what any of it meant. Do you remember that? Not really. Sing it again. I'm not going to do it, but it's <laughs> to that one song without me. No. But like, so I remember that was a thing. And I remember, um, yeah, I just, I just remember Eminem. I don't think are any of our, our, did our, I don't think our parents really listened to him or anything, but like. Our parents. He was an of, icon. When I think of like what we would listen to as a family, I felt like we all listened to the same kind of things. And if you ever strayed from that, it, you were embarrassing. So one time, I think I told the story already, but one time we get now CDs all the time. Oh, yeah. And one time I was in my room and um, I was listening to the now CD and a Chris Brown song came on and I was just like, I really liked it. And then one of our older sisters came in and I was like, nothing. <laughs> so our family kind of listened to just like radio music, like that one like not three doors down, but just like songs of like, Haley's Comish. No, because that was dad's stuff. He liked Creed, remember? That's not um, Creed, I'm just Oh no, I'm six feet from the earth. Okay, I don't want to get sued, we, but that those kind is of that kind of stuff. Our, our dad listened to that. But I feel like we also used to like have dance parties, like just us, and it was to other stuff too. So like not 90s like stuff too. Yeah, not like no, rap. yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Just hip hop and rap were not our family's thing. No. So when I discovered Eminem, I mostly listened to him 
and other rappers when I'm working out because it really just pumps you up and makes you feel like I'm cool I agree because <laughs> I'm not cool but uh yeah so I'm just gonna get started so I like I said before I have a lot of information I try to do as deep a dive as I could I will include all of my sources for this first part in the show notes <laughs> you know and I got a lot of it, obviously, from Wikipedia, but also from other sources as well. And I just wanted to see what the general population, meaning Reddit, thought of them. And he has his own subreddit. And I could dive deeper into that, but I didn't. And also today, I'm only, I only so far have researched into the year 2002 when he starred in 8 Mile. And so that's when we'll cut off. And then next time, we'll get into his later career. And also, I want to get into his celebrity feuds and more into his legal troubles. I wanted to talk about Machine Gun Kelly and how he ruined his rap career. <laughs> yes, but we can do that. We can talk a little about it. We can do it whenever. I haven't gotten that far yet. But yes, I recently learned about that as well. So uh, yes, so according to Wikipedia, he is, quote, among the best-selling music artists of all time and is credited with popular popularizing hip-hop in middle America and is acclaimed as one of the greatest rappers of all time, end quote. And I also looked at Reddit and I kind of just typed in, like, what's your favorite album, blah, 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 why is he so popular, blah, blah, blah. And so some of the stuff that came up from users were like, he was unique. He was one of the first to rap about the things he rapped about. He, some say he's the best. Uh, some people say too, he never kept secrets. Like he just was an open book. And then one the person best. said, what? I think he's the best. I think he's the most talented. He's and- very, yeah. I want to get next episode into his style of rapping too. He's very like, I think powerful. There are a lot of other good rappers we can cover another time, but yeah. I think, he, I he's, think the he's best. Really good. I think he's my favorite. I don't like a lot of rappers, but I think he's Who's my favorite. Lot. I same. I don't have, a, I like Kendrick Lamar a lot. I think Eminem is, is better though. I like both of them but someone said too like and I'm sure there are other people like this who have had hard times someone said like they related to him so much and that his songs like actually saved their life which is very interesting I will say though Eminem has also created a lot of controversy and had gotten himself into hot water as we'll find out legally and with feuds and also in his songs he has said some things that maybe he would regret and yeah that's the intro but do you have anything you'd like to add I'm just on his Wikipedia page. Um, I I can say how he was born, I guess. I didn't know this. Um, so his name is Marshall Bruce Mathers III, born on October 17th, 1972 in St. Joseph, Missouri. Only child of Marshall Bruce Mathers Jr. and Deborah Ray Nelson. Uh, and his mom nearly died during a 73 hour labor with him, which I didn't know. <laughs> that sounds awful. I didn't know that either. I also yeah, so oh. were in like a band called Daddy Warbucks. So I guess music kind of runs through his family. Music, yeah. Um, he had a very tr- so the yeah, he was lived in he was born in Missouri. He was an only child, like you said, and he had a very turbulent childhood. So a lot of this started with his dad, Marshall Mathers II, I suppose, who was actually called Bruce. And he ended up leaving young Marshall and his mother moving to California. Also, I will be calling him Marshall throughout this because that is his given name. And because Eminem is his stage name. So I'll just be calling him young Marshall. And he has rapped a lot about his father uh, and how his like leaving really affected him. Do you know why so he 
No, I don't know. I it, I couldn't really get like guess from that. I wonder if maybe he just didn't really want to have anything to do with them. Like according to Marshall, he doesn't really have any memories because his father just didn't seem interested in him. So maybe he just didn't want a kid or something. Too much responsibility, which is yeah. very sad. And according to Marshall, quote, a lot of times he'd call and I'd be there. Maybe I'd be on the floor coloring or watching TV and it wouldn't have been nothing for him to say, put him on the phone. He could talk to me. Let me know something. Because as far as father figures go, I didn't have any in my life. Uh, Marshall also said, this is very sad, that he would send letters to his dad and they would come back marked return to sender. Which I don't know why, like, I feel like, I don't like kids, but I just feel like, how could you be so mean to your own child and, like, not want anything to do with them? Well, but- he's just a deadbeat, but I've heard two later, and maybe we'll get into this next episode. Of course, he, like, shows up when Marshall has money, which is sad. I think that happened to, like, Kelly Clarkson, too. It happens to a lot yeah. of successful Oh, yeah. Deadbeat dads come back when they are something in it for them. Yeah. But, like I said, he's very angry about his dad, um, and res rapped about him, and especially in the song My Name Is, which is graphic trigger warning. <laughs> um quote and by the way and by the way when you see my dad tell him that I slit his throat in this dream I had so he's very angry about his father <laughs> Eminem was very angry but sometimes it yes. works it's good for working out as you said it's like, great for working out it's great and also if you're mad <laughs> yeah so uh Marshall and his mother also had an interesting relationship um I'll get into that a little bit, just a second. So his mother, Debbie, was a social worker and probably due to their financial situation, they had to move around a lot and they often stayed with relatives. And I guess they lived in several cities and they lived in cities in Missouri and South Carolina and Michigan. And Marshall has said that this really affected him poorly because as you know, we moved in the middle of our, like in the middle of a school a school year or whatever. It is really difficult to make friends and to get reacquainted. And I can't imagine having to move like multiple times as yeah. a teenager. I, I don't recommend moving children that often. No, unless it's absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's like you have to. It, it is hard. Yeah. He was also bullied a lot. So this is kind of interesting. A bully named D'Angelo Bailey reportedly injured Marshall's head during an assault. And then Marshall eventually raps about it and kind of exaggerates it in his song Brain Damage. And then he faced some legal trouble. But um, in 1982, that's when that happened. Debbie tried to sue the school, but nothing could be done. And so I don't know if maybe this made Eminem feel like he was kind of not protected. So he just like was often bullied and would get into fights and lots of scuffles. Maybe that's why people become bullies is because they feel very alone or they have like, they usually have stuff going on at home. And they yeah. can, I don't know. I've never been in a fight. Have you? <laughs> a school fight? No, but I do remember watching them more in middle school than high school. There were a few in high school. But... There were a few in high school. Yeah. And but... were you ever bullied? Not like. Personal question, I guess. <laughs> I don't think I was bullied. Um, I think there were, I've had comments said to me before by like mm-hmm. the same girl or like, I don't know. But I've never yeah. been bullied, I don't think, but like maybe picked on, but not that much, just like a little bit, like not really. Yeah, I also, so, like, I was never bullied either, but, like, maybe it's different with girls. I definitely had some passive-aggressive stuff happen to me. It it was nothing traumatic, like, I'm fine. But, like, it was, it's hard, okay? Being a kid is hard. Well, I should (laughs) destroy, I don't know if this is bullying, but it sounds really mean. But, um, this, when I, when we moved, and, um, 
uh it was after our, one of our, our parents passed away and mm -hmm. so I was very like you know just sad I was in middle school and then it was like my first day in English class and then this mean girl who I won't say who but Wait, do I know her yes you do <laughs> can you but, mouth her name Wait, I have the chat. Hold on. Yeah, chat <laughs> it to me. Not big of a deal. It just hurt my feelings, and I was already already feeling broken inside. But she was like, um, "Oh, say this name," and it started with an S. And so I just said it, and she's like, "Do you have a lisp?" And I was like, "What? <gasps> you have it's a, a little bitch?" And I was typing her name in all caps. Do it. <laughs> oh, of course, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I um I was, just was never bullied there and I yeah. like, you know I was going through grief and then I was just trying to make friends and she was so like mean and she would say little things like that all the time like to kind of pick on my parent like just anything and but she would say it like in a was she jealous I want to say yes but it was just <laughs> yeah, it was like what like why would you say that to anyone like it was just was, like smiling yeah during it and it's like I hate when people do that like at least just be full-on mean don't like hide behind a smile if that makes sense yeah so I had one <laughs> I've had so many things like that happen too I had friends who were not great friends but also I was ditched by all my friends in sixth grade so I was like desperate for friends but I did find a group of nice people but then I tried to social climb in seventh grade <laughs> but I, they didn't really like me but they only liked me because of our house and then and then eighth grade is when the tragedy happened and then ninth grade I just didn't care no more yeah uh, but mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the saddest thing mm, what were people what have people said about me what did people say about me <laughs> I heard those fun comments and I didn't know how to respond I've never Same. been bullied. I've never been like I just that has not been me but I my heart goes out to those who have been bullied it seems to yes really including Marshall exactly so as we know Marshall didn't really even have a dad at this point and he did though have a couple father figures when he said he didn't have a father figure i think he kind of forgot but it's probably because they also ended in tragedy so so he had an uncle his name was ronnie polkingham polkingham and he was debbie's half brother and i guess like he was actually like really good to marshall and they were really close so marshall um was very interested in English like he was always really good in literature he said he was never good at like math or science in school but he loved read he liked, liked literature which makes sense he's very lyrical he a liked, poet perhaps well I think I read that he only liked comic books like he didn't love yeah. like chapter books but so he, yeah he's no. very like visual creative person visual and he was good at English but not good at like anything else so Ronnie recognized his interest in storytelling and then also Marshall's interest in hip-hop so he gave Marshall his first uh I well he gave him the soundtrack to Breakin which I had to look it up it is a breakdancing themed musical film from 1984. Love that. Yeah have you seen it? No I'm just saying oh, that maybe I'll have to check it out <laughs> but this is where Marshall heard his first rap song Reckless which I think featured 50 Cent. I didn't um, Featuring Ice-T. Ice-T. Pardon. <laughs> pardon me. And so, like, it was just showing that Ronnie was like, listen, I know, like, took an interest, like, just was being a dad to him, basically. But sadly, uh, Ronnie committed suicide in 1991, and this really devastated Marshall, understandably so. And it's so much that he stopped speaking for days with, or speaking for days publicly and did not attend his own uncle's funeral. 
And Marshall, someone, someone was like on Reddit because I looked it up. I just I looked up like Eminem on his uncle, and someone was like, "Why didn't he write a song about his uncle?" And someone was like, "Well, he tried, but his mother prevented him from releasing it." And that's how we'll get into his relationship with his mother, Deborah. So from what I see on Wikipedia, um, so Eminem had a song called Cleaning Out My Closet. And it's about his mom's, uh, she suffers from Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which I only learned about from um, Real Housewives. (laughs) Yeah, he claimed that. I think she's refuted all that, but I don't know. I kind of believe him. I usually believe the kid because the kid was the one who, you know. Yeah, so I wonder... Oh, but then like, um, I don't know if you have more about this, but she had a Valium addiction and she did something with the Valium. Did you read that? Yeah. So his relationship with his mother is very complicated and I'll probably mention her over and over like a lot this episode and next episode. But like you said, he would rap about, um, he would say like his, um, her emotional and physical abuse. And like you said, she had, she was a, um, addicted to Valium, Valium. And he stated that she would sprinkle Valium in his food. Oh, why? And that was in the song, my mom. Um, <laughs> and like you said, yeah, he said that she had Munchausen by proxy, which to the audience is a condition in which a caregiver creates the appearance of health problems in another person, usually a child. So in Real Housewives, Munchausen by Munchausen itself is just when you, I think, pretend you're sick for attention. Right. And then by proxy yeah. is like someone else. Gypsy Rose. Pretend they're sick. Yeah. Gypsy Rose Blanchard but yeah oh that's a perfect thing to look at for that yes and I also read that Eminem claimed that this is how he became addicted to Valium so that's really sad that like you know I believe him but uh she actually sprinkled it on his food but that's really sad yeah so he said that they always fought uh, and that she was very suspicious and paranoid which I you know who knows what the dealio was that with that is and so we'll get more into that but like yeah, things were just not great at home with him. And it's really sad. I didn't know that, you know, I knew a lot of like celebrities have very interesting lives and some of them have better lives than others, but he seemed to have a really rough home life. And that is when he escaped into the world of hip hop and rap. Um, so right, you said before he was really into comic books and he originally wanted to be a comic book artist. But at age 14, he began rapping with his friend, Mike Ruby, which I don't know anything about him. And so they decided on stage names. I don't know what Mike's was, but I assume because Marshall Mathers is M and M, he became N and M, M and M, and M like M, Appersand M, which so, later evolved into M and M, which we all know and love. Mike, his stage name was Mannix, M-A-N-I-S. I will say M and M is better. It is. Do you know if you had a stage name, what, what would it be? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't even want to try because I'll just be embarrassing. So I have no Same. idea about you. I don't know. Like, I couldn't think of anything. Like, I like, I don't know how Doja Cat thought of Doja Cat or whatever. <laughs> so, I, don't, I just don't even want to go there because I don't even know what that means. So I'm just like. <laughs> I just think I would not do a good. I'm not a rapper or anything. I don't. I'm not lyrical. No. But. Well, um, so I don't know if you have a plan for this, but I just saw on Wikipedia, he met Kim, the Kim, like in 1987. So he's known her. Yes, I was going to get to that. So I just want to say, okay, so yeah, well, I guess we can hop in there. So he met her when she was 15 and she was 13. 
And the reason how they met reportedly was like, he was rapping shirtless. He was rapping I'm Bad by LL Cool J, which is an excellent song. And I guess she saw him and she was like, yeah. But Kim herself, and I'll probably get more into her next episode, more details perhaps. But Kim and her twin sister were taken in actually by Debbie, um, Eminem's, I mean, Marshall's mom, because they also had a really turbulent home life. And according to one source, Apparently their stepfather, well, Kim's stepfather was sexually abusing her, which is very sad. So she, they took her in, but like, yeah, so he was rapping on the tables. He and his friend would do like rap battles and they would do um, open mic contests in Detroit. And then he, his whole thing too is like, and I'm trying to remember, it was such a long time ago when he really got famous, like when he like for example like 2001 2003 like we were so young I didn't I really wasn't on my radar really but I remember like hearing his songs or like seeing him on tv because he is he had a recognizable like look you know yeah so, like, well, I remember that, but again I was really young so I, I don't I wasn't like oh let me go listen to this or watch this movie because I was like four or five but like I yeah I remember like him you know who's part of my um like growing up experience I guess well his whole thing is like he always found it really difficult to break in because rap and hip-hop was predominantly black like had a lot of black artists so he felt like he was at a disadvantage and I don't know like if that's changed or what the dealio is but um so he like was like he really wanted to make it so he would create rhymes and his whole thing is he wanted to rhyme so he would master his craft by writing long words or phrases on paper and like write rhymes underneath it which maybe sometimes didn't work out but I think it helped him figure out his cadence and like maybe even like thinking up stuff on the spot but so that was kind of his passion and so anyway he kept doing that and like you mentioned with Kim he and Kim um, eventually got kicked out of the house because he dropped out of high school he was a junior and I guess he had failed um one of his grades yeah for like three times or whatever yeah and so his mom kicked him out and so he and Kim left and then so he tried to advance his rap career but he was 20 when he had his first run in with the law and this was weird to me he was in a drive-by but he shot with a paintball gun which is not deadly I don't think but paintball guns hurt paintballs hurt I've gotten shot in the face by one Oh, it's horrible. I have gotten I shot in the butt. Let yeah. me clarify. So um, I was playing paintball with like strangers, I guess. Like I had oh. who I was going with, but then they were like strangers, like on the opposing team. Oh, right. And this guy brought in his own paint and paintball gun. So he was like in- obsessed with it and loved it. So he was really good at it, which is kind of creepy. And he, um, I had the mask thing on and I just, my goal was just to hide because I was so terrified. Same, I'm so bad at paintball. But he like, two things. Number one, he shot me like through my mask. So it exploded in my mouth and eye. Oh no. <laughs> and it hurt really bad. And also he ran up and shot me in the back, behind my back. And it was so mean. I didn't even know him. So I don't like um, paintball. But- no, well, it's kind of fun. Cause like when I first did it, I think it was like right after or before Hunger Games come out. So like, you feel like, so the first place I went was actually like in the woods, but it was like a sanctioned area for paintballing. Yeah. And I went with people I knew, but like you said, like my, I was so, I'm not good with stuff like that. So I just hid behind a log, but I did eventually get found. And I know, I, it's so shocked. terrifying. <laughs> so. I don't know how to defend myself. <laughs> but so he eventually did have problems with that, but um, he and Kim were on their own. And then just a few years later in 1995, they have a daughter 
who they would name Haley, who is pretty famous and who he mentions in his song. Do you want to do like a sidebar into what Machine Gun Kelly did to make Eminem ruin his life? So, so <laughs> let me, I can try to find an article. Um, first off, what are your thoughts on Machine Gun Kelly? Um, I can't stand him. I think he's gross. I hate him. I'm sorry, I don't hate him, but I just, I really don't think, I don't like him. Um, so no. I don't even like, I don't even know any of his songs. Like I, he's not recognizable to me at all, except now he's dating Megan Fox. But like, I just, I think they're gross together. I, I think it's really gross. I don't like it. Um, I don't like him. So what happened was, okay, in 2012, Machine Gun Kelly made comments about Eminem's daughter, Haley, and called her hot as, and it's on USA Today, so it says expletive. Am I saying it wrong? But it's like, I don't know what it's mm-hmm. saying. And then Eminem responded in 2018 with the diss song, Not Alike. And then Kelly followed oh. with his own rap devil. And then Eminem gave, did another song called Kill Shot. And uh, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the Eminem songs were clearly better. I think he was making fun of Machine oh, Gun yeah. Kelly's career. Because if you don't remember, Machine Gun Kelly was trying to be a rapper at first. Now he's trying to be like Blink-182 style. Like kind of oh, the- Oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. Mid-2000s sound. So he's trying to be like a singer now instead of a rapper. And it's all because Eminem like basically just killed his career and made fun of him. And like rightfully so. I think I don't think I, I don't even know Machine Gun Kelly's anything. I think he's gross. I watched actually a video. So like I said, I've rabbit holes on YouTube. I watched a video about yeah, what happened with um Eminem's daughter. And I will say too, it sounds like I'm mm, I don't think Eminem is a, I mean, Marshall is a perfect father, but I think he does love his daughter and tried to give her as stable a life as he could. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if you have this down too, but he also took in someone's, I think yeah. Kim's like niece or something. And he adopted yeah. her. Like I was going to wait for next time, but yeah. So I don't think he's <laughs> like, I think he wanted to find, you know, he wanted to be a good father and stuff, but I I, yeah, I think Michelle is really gross. But I, I think that he and Haley have a good relationship from what I can see. Like, I know that when she won, like, Homecoming Queen or something for her high school, he, like, wanted the spotlight to be on her. So he, like, watched from the gym and stuff. Like, he seems yeah. very supportive and present for her. So yeah. I think he's a good dad. I don't know him, obviously, but I'm just saying he, they seem to. I think so, too. And you know what? If, like, a creepy rapper, wiener rapper, he looks like a wiener rat. If Machine Gun Kelly, like, would rap... <laughs> rapped about me I'm not saying like and like I would hope my dad if he was famous too would stick up for me so like I feel like you know but I heard like yeah Eminem or Marshall or Eminem wouldn't want I I I heard like Machine Gun Kelly was like blacklisted by things because of the pull because Eminem is so like such a big deal do you know any details like didn't he just kind of like like bar him from like being a part of stuff um I haven't really looked up anything like that but I can see how that'd be the case because Machine Gun, Machine Gun Kelly is such a nobody now he's someone just because of Megan Fox like so yeah I, okay I think she's really obsessed with him but I think he to her to him like he said something weird of like oh when she was in Transformers I had a poster of her like he's obsessed with her but I think it's just idea of her but he's gonna get sick mm-hmm. of her soon that's what I think but I think she actually really likes him but I think he's gonna be like it's it, she's like a trophy to him and then he's gonna like Oh yeah. So I I think she's, I think she's a broken bird. And I think he too, I heard too, like he got with her. He, he was, he cheated on his girlfriend to be with Megan Fox. So like, I don't, once a cheater, always a cheater. I said it's okay. I don't, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly. 
I'm on Eminem's side. I'm on Marshall's side. Of course. He's way more talented. And I have we we should look up the lyrics to both of their diss songs because I think Machine Gun Kelly's was really dumb. And then I do like not not alike. I remember that one. We are not alike. Yeah. Right. we'll get to that i i think once we dive deep into the feuds next time it'll be really not good but we'll have to go back now to his career so in 1996 so there were a couple things that happened before that i'm not going to mention just because they're kind of minor but he basically marshall was just trying to make his way in the in the scene but he was kind of failing but in 1996 marshall was signed to fbt productions i don't know anything about them and he debuted his first album, Infinite, which did not have the success, obviously, that his later albums would have. So I looked up the reason why people didn't like it. So a lot of them thought that the album was, a lot of critics thought that, a lot of, that the album was a failure. But I wanted to see what people now thought. So I looked it up on Reddit. And so there are fans of it that say it's underrated, but others say it wasn't horrible because it's Eminem, like he's probably gonna do pretty well but it's not his best work. But the someone said it's actually really interesting to listen to because it kind of showcases um, his struggle to figure out who he is as a person and a rapper. So like, it's not good, but it's not bad. Like, it's more just like, like rough drafts maybe. Yeah. But it didn't have any success. So that wasn't great. And then um, all people also noticed too, that because of this, and also like he and Kim lived in a very crime ridden neighborhood. They were very poor and he was trying to support a family he started to make very angry and violent rap tracks. And that's where a lot of his anger comes from. And he did have a job at like a restaurant and he was even called a model employee by the manager, but he ended up being fired, which I think like all of that sort of, I wasn't sure when it happened, but he actually did attempt suicide and obviously didn't work out, but he ended up moving in with his mom, with Kim and Haley. And this is also kind of where you mentioned his um, prescription drug addiction kind of started. Not a good time. No, yeah, no. Yeah. So that was in 1996, but 1997, Marshall created his alter ego, Slim Shady. So we all know the real Slim Shady. But Slim Shady was interesting because it's kind of an alter ego that allows him to be like dark and like allow him to wrap around controversial and more X-rated content. So anyway, he wanted to complete his like career as an actor or as a rapper. So he went to the lot to LA to compete in the 1997 Rap Olympics, which I was like, is that okay. a thing? <laughs> is that still a thing? <laughs> is it like a prestigious thing, Rap Olympics? Well, so I tried to look it up, but I didn't spend too much time looking it up. I guess like it ended, but then it was revived in 2007. So I don't really know though. Like I would be curious to see like what happened to people who did win the Rap Olympics. Like if they were, if it's like an American Idol situation where some people move on and become successful or some fall away kind of. I, I, I need a little more What the prize is, like, do you get money or do you get signed to a label for me? Yeah. Or what do we do? I don't know. Well, he didn't win. He placed second though. But I'm assuming they have like scouts there from like record companies to be there like you, um, you know what I mean? And I guess that's what happened. An intern from Interscope Records asked for a copy of his album. He had already written the Slim Shady EP. And then they gave that to the CEO of Interscope Records. So I didn't write down the CEO, but the CEO was pals with Dr. Dre, who I'm assuming you've heard of. Yes. 
and that's also one of Marshall's idols. Um, and he listened, he showed it to, he listened to, to the um, album with Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre was very impressed and was like, get Marshall or whoever this guy in here. So I just want to say one thing too. This was kind of interesting. And this is kind of into like, I don't know, maybe we'll get into that celebrity fuse. I'll, I'll do that, say that for next time. Okay, so uh, two years later, the Slim Shady EP was officially released to the public. So it became a huge success and it was certified triple platinum, but there were also some criticisms like about the lyrics. So as we know, rap is maybe not always the most wholesome of genres. So, and especially for Eminem, like he has a very angry and violent tone sometimes which can be good yeah like good for working out but if you listen to the lyrics sometimes it's a little much so like for example one son's a one song referenced a husband murdering his wife and her lover uh another one which i think is worse is like slim shady's fantasy of drugging slash raping a 15 year old girl and there are a lot of other ones i'm pretty sure there's also some homophobic stuff as well but um yeah but i think a lot of people liked it because it was so shocking I also read, though, that he was accused of imitating the style and subject matter of an underground rapper named Cage, who I do not know who that is. Yeah, I saw that, too. I don't know. Like, I maybe would look into that. But I'm assuming, like, if Cage, I don't know. Like, why did Eminem make it then and not Cage? I don't know anything about Cage. And is anyone really original? I feel like everyone just kind of copies Flaherty and takes things. That's a good point. Take it and flip it back around and make it your own, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I don't know. And then I looked up to see if he like ever defended himself. And it's kind of interesting. And I think a lot of artists who are extreme say this. So on his controversial raps, Marshall has said, quote, there's a deeper meaning behind everything I say, making fun of all the effed up shiz in the world. It's becoming shiz, but people will see it, see that it is really political. I'm not a babysitter or a role model. I never claim to be any of that stuff. So like, I'm guessing that like part of it was just to be shocking and to be like, make like social commentary a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's a tactic that a lot of people use. Like they try to be shocking, just to get people to talk about them, but also because maybe they are making a point. Like I kind of feel like Miley Cyrus did that in 2013. Yeah. Like with bangers. Which I think it's- Not as like severe, but like- No, but like, I think, yeah, very different from who she was. Before, uh, yeah, it's just get people star. talking, I think. And then I guess Eminem's like what you said about like social commentary. I don't know. Like maybe he was trying to say things, but yeah. and it's really interesting because like he has said some homophobic stuff, but like he's actually pretty liberal, I think. Like he was against Bush in when George Bush, George W. Bush was elected. So like that was what to like 2000 maybe? I don't know. But way back then, like and he's like, I think he was like He's also very critical of like Donald Trump now, but like, yeah, so he's had a lot of problems with that. So that was Slim Shady. Do you, have you listened to the Slim Shady EP? Like, do you know much about his album, the album? Um, honestly, no, I'll probably listen to some of his music today, just after this, this episode, but I really don't know much um, about his like early stuff, except the really big songs. Yeah. So, okay. So are you at, uh, okay what what um where are you at now or what album? oh well so now i'm just going to move on to his next album which is the marshall mathers lp 
So this is recorded over a two month period. And again, it broke records in the first week and it actually surpassed the sales sales of Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time, which I'm more, I think, familiar with Baby Britney Spears' Baby One Same. More Time. So fans describe this, it's not as hardcore as Slim Shady because like Slim Shady was like super intense, super angry. Marshall Mathers, I think was like, it's about myself. So there were still like hardcore features and it also had like satirical stuff. But like, again, plenty of controversy. They had violent, homophobic, misogynist lyrics. And it also rep- a referenced, I don't know this, Columbine and the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson, which she wore like, no way, Jose. But like, Marshall has claimed like, to be honest, I don't have anything against gay people, which like, okay. And then he also performed with Elton John at the 43rd Grammy Awards, which is interesting as Elton John is an openly gay man. And I think too, I saw somewhere that Marshall also reached out to Elton John when he was like really deep into his pill addiction. So like, I think they were friends. So I'm assuming like, I mean, based on what Marshall has said, like, it's all an act. So like, I think it's, yeah, just to shock people and get people listening. I know that. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. I think that's the tactic a lot of people follow now. Like, I don't know, he probably didn't start that. But like, I just think that it's um, a lot of people do that. Yeah. I don't know if it's a smart thing to do always, but it does get people to listen. Yeah. So the only song really I know from Marshall Mattler's EP is The Real Slim Shady, which I made a music video with my cousin we dressed up as men and we went to a grocery store and filmed ourselves and added the real some shady to it not my proudest moment but you don't you don't know the song stan no i was gonna mention that okay do you know uh what else is on there uh okay never mind that's um yeah stan is a huge huge song right so stan was on there and i think it sampled um a Dido song, didn't it? Dido. <laughs> What's her name? I don't know. I think it's, it's like, Dido. Dido. I want to thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good song. I remember mom had a Dido album. I bet she did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the track Stan has been called the third greatest rap song of all time. I'd actually be interested to know what the first two about oh, who's making are. this um, list. I don't know, but it has now been ranked number 296 on the on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. So, and I don't know what the number one is for that, but that was like a huge deal. So yeah, as you can see, like Eminem is ripping the bun of us. He's doing really great. Um, and so, about, please sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, were you going to talk about what the song Stan is about at all? You can go ahead if you want to talk about that. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Um... Let me find it. Hold on. Uh, okay, so uh, hold on. Let me find it. Okay, so it song tells the story of a person named Stanley Stan Mitchell, who claims to be Eminem's biggest fan. He writes Eminem several letters over three verses. He becomes more obsessive, and then when he gets no reply, he becomes angry. And he finally creates a voice recording of himself while driving in his car on the highway, having consumed large quantities of depressants and alcohol. And uh, he reveals that his pregnant girlfriend is tied up in the trunk as he approaches the bridge and realizes that just before driving off that he has no way to send the tape to Eminem. And it's uh, in the fourth verse features Eminem as himself writing back to Stan to reason with him 
telling him he should get help and stuff. And then um, Eminem comes to the realization that this man was actually Stan. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> I skipped a part. But uh, anyway, but the word Stan, have you heard it in like the kids use it now? I feel like I yeah. stand them. It's because of that song, which I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that either. So like, you would say a true cultural icon, no matter how controversial he is, you can't deny no, that. No, he created that. That's because of that song, because it's about a fan. And so it's just, if you're like, oh, I stand Miley Cyrus or something, it's mean, it means you're like a big fan of her. And so yeah. Song. So I thought he, he has like, I don't know, started a lot of things or like, he's very iconic and he's, that was like 20 yeah. years ago. So. Well, I will say like, yeah, that like whole like story behind the song, which I, write about but I thought that was like very interesting like his his raps are kind of stories in some they ways are. some of them are like not as deep as that but like which yeah. I think that makes them better I like that more from rappers even if they are like really violent or something a lot of rappers now they they do like they rap about like women. well it's called like mumble rapping isn't that what Eminem makes fun of later like in his know. most recent album but yeah I do I think I do like when they tell stories more I think like Jay-Z does that more too and like yeah great but like then the newer guys I just don't like them because they're really misogynistic but it's not even like uh, there's like no payoff no. <laughs> there's nothing like, deep about it or that could be enjoyable or like I don't know if that makes sense they don't right or like yeah or it's you can't even say too it's like it's for a story or like in Eminem's no. case like it's for shock value it's not really I don't think it is no at least just, in they have cases. a formula that it's like it's really stupid and they all sample songs from like the 70s are catchy so it's so easy to make a rap song now and you just talk about it's like you don't have to think at all you just have yeah to- and like it takes true yeah. talent to be like a good rapper acting like i'm an expert which i'm not me too but i'm not i'm not i honestly like don't i don't really listen to rap that not often so me, no. <laughs> don't yeah no one's saying don't don't try to debate me because i will lose <laughs> um so yeah the next album he had was the eminem show which was released in may 2002 and again it was a huge success so this one's an interesting one because like so fans have noticed like Slim Shady obviously was his alter ego Slim Shady like really like deep and dark and all that. Marshall Mathers was obviously himself kind of dealing with his own problems kind of thing. And then Eminem is like him as his stage persona and kind of like I don't care I am who I am I'm Eminem kind of thing. So like as we know it's like one of the best songs on there without me which I referenced um children of the girls go that one it's such a good one uh, well that's not even the best part of the song obviously guess who's back I know that's a different one but this one anyway I don't know I'm getting confused I'm I feel tired but anyway, I that's a very good song. And he references a lot of feuds like and other people in his song. Like he's definitely not afraid to call people out. So he includes Limp Bizkit in that one. Um, the Shaneys, like the Shaneys of the presidency. Um, Moby. And he also has a line where he says, F-U-W, which I thought it was Demi for, for a second. I was like, did Demi Moore have something with him? No, it's Debbie, his mother. So he actually says in a song, F you, Debbie, but the real F word. So at this point, Debbie had sued him for $10 million because she believed that she had been slandered on the Slim Shady LP. So that was a huge lawsuit. Uh, but in 2001, Debbie received $25,000 as a result, but had to give $23,354.25 to her lawyer. So she got like nothing out of it. Because like, I mean, it's Marshall's song and like, you know, that's his reality. But she would continue to deny his allegations of abuse. And she said that Marshall was, quote, spoiled rotten. Anything he wanted, I made sure that I'd take my last dime and give it to him. 
I mean, he was my only child for 14 years. And so back to the Robbie thing, his uncle Robbie, the one who committed suicide, she wouldn't let Marshall release a song about him because like, I guess Marshall wanted to use his song, his voice in the song or whatever, maybe like a recording, but she wouldn't let him do it. Cause I think she like, he left everything to her. So I think she was like head of his estate. I don't know, something like that. So at this point, the relationship was not good. I just want to mention that because like later on it, you know, goes up and down, but like currently his relationship with his mother at this point was not good, which is like in the song, he's like, F you Debbie. So it's a good song though, I will say. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to go into this in this episode, but he's had a lot of troubles with Kim as well in his song. Oh yes. He's yeah. He just has, I think a lot of anger and mm-hmm. he doesn't care if it comes out in a very like serious violent way like, yeah like no regrets like it's kind of like he does kind of just like go ahead and release it and it's like I I don't know like I know she said she spoiled him but I I believe him as far as like the allegations he's made I don't know like I kind of feel like I don't know I feel like there's a reason why he is so angry and I don't I think maybe she tried her best but I don't think she was like perfect or anything I, no. I think there's some truth to him saying that and I was trying to remember I've been listening to without me forever like all well like really recently a lot but for you know how like you listen to a song a lot and then you forget it ever you don't even remember how it goes all of a sudden yeah but anyway so there's some really good songs on there um and so a lot of people said that like okay so there's like a lot of talk like people are like what's your favorite Eminem album and I've only gone up to this this one not counting later ones but someone said that like this one had been their favorite for the longest time because it had a ton of like amazing parts on it. So like, for example, it had a Dr. Dre featuring um, a Nate Dogg feature, which was um, Till I Collapse, I believe, which is also a good song. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's that one? It has Dr. Dre and then the girl from Evanes- Evanescence? Or do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, I, I need a doctor. I hate that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't remember, but yeah um also there were a lot of several songs that went platinum i'm not conf- i'm not like surprised um this person that had near flawless bars that the relevant song like the songs are still kind of relevant today like you could kind of make them relevant and that it was just very angry which is again i think one of eminem's or marshall's like um appealing like what makes him appealing is he's very angry sometimes and it's a good album i will say that it's very good no when i ran my my half uh, marathon. I, I had lots of songs by him. They're very motivating. They're very, very like, motivating. not motivating to like. I just mean like the beats and everything at the. Well, it's like it's easier to like do it when someone's angrily yelling. Like it's like very nice. <laughs> I agree. So the last part I'll go to in this episode is his hit Eight Mile. <laughs> so in 2002, that was on the top of the success of. Um, the Eminem show and at this point like he was really famous like he was doing performances he was very well known in pop culture he even claimed to in 2001 he had a relationship with Mariah Carey which she denies but anyway so he was like really famous but he made his acting debut like real debut in the semi-autobiographical film Eight Mile so he stars in it as B-Rabbit which is kind of supposed to be him and it takes place in Detroit, but it also stars Mickey Pfeiffer, which I don't know who that is, Brittany Murphy, um, Michael Shannon, Anthony Mackie, and Kim Basinger. Basinger. Basinger? Yeah, she played his mom. Right. I how do you pronounce her last name? Basinger? I guess. I only pronounce it in my head, but for some reason I can't um, the same. say it out loud. 
So he films, so the movie goes about like, kind of it's like, again, semi-autobiographical because it's like about B-Rabbit's attempt to have a career in hip hop. So once it was released, it was definitely like people loved it. And then people said too, like Marshall himself was like good at acting. Like he was convincing without being too much. And he was also praised as having a winning screen presence. I think though the true prize though for Marshall, he won an Academy Award for Best Original Song at the 75th Academy Awards for Lose Yourself, which no one, I have never met one person who doesn't like Lose Yourself. It's an excellent, excellent song. I think I read somewhere that, so um, his co-composer, Luis Gresto, accepted the award because Eminem didn't think that he'd like win. So he just didn't go and he didn't really care. Mm-hmm. He just, I think he was at home with his daughter or something. That's what I read. Yeah, I read that too. And he actually too was the first hip hop artist to ever win an Oscar, which is like huge. I I don't know, like this is, it's very grizzly. So we all know the song, Lose Yourself, Mom Spaghetti. But here's some fun facts I found. So he wrote the song from the, like he's almost like a method writer. <laughs> he uh, wrote the song from the perception of the character in the movie, so B-Rabbit. And then he would often write the songs, um, that song and also other soundtrack songs during film breaks. So he's really busy. Wait, um, his name really B-Rabbit or is it just Rabbit in the movie? I saw B-Rabbit. Okay, never mind. I'm, I remember. Am you. I wrong? I hope I'm not I wrong. Know. I saw B-Rabbit. I don't know. I just but also the original paper that he actually wrote Lose Yourself on appears in the film. Um, and it's kind of interesting if you look at it, it's like a way, the way he writes songs, it's like a weird mind map. So it's like, you know, you, have you ever had to make a mind map for like a class? No. It's like when you have like a central idea and then it branches off into other things. So like he doesn't like, yeah. So he like, it's like, apparently that's how he wrote Lose Yourself, which is interesting to think about. And this paper that he actually wrote us on was sold at auction for $10,000. Um, Weird Al, who another artist I love, Weird Al Yankovic, wrote a parody of the song called Couch Potato, but the song wasn't really ever released because Marshall felt that his song, the song would hurt his career. So like, it's not really a thing, but I think you can find like, like YouTube, like I think it's on YouTube somewhere. And this is interesting. In 2015, a judge quoted lyrics from the song when handing down a sentence to like these two twins that had like assaulted somebody. So Superior Court Judge Yvonne Williams told a pair of convicted twins that, quote, it's like you only get one shot. And his one shot is that he had to, you know, it's in the movie Eight Mile. The rap has to be so good. You only get one shot. (laughs) But she also said the song is the most inspirational song. Like she loves that song. Wow. Um, This is like a less fun fact. So while Marshall was filming Eight Mile, like, I guess, he developed a really bad insomnia due to the 16 hour work days. And so he started using Ambien, which would also contribute to his pill addiction. So he just like was really not doing so well. And I guess like to his pill addiction kind of like made him gain weight. So like he ballooned, I don't know how tall he is. I should have looked that up, but he became like over 200 pounds. And like he said, like he heard like um, these fans like saying like, oh, that's Eminem. Those like arguing with each other. And someone's like, no, Eminem is not fat. And he's like, well. So I think everyone is live. That comments affect literally everyone. Oh, he's five. Yes. He's five five foot eight, everyone. Okay. Oh, he's like not much taller than we are. Okay. So I didn't really say that short. For some reason, I thought he was tall. What did I think? He just has stage presence. You think that he's a bigger person than he is, maybe. You know, Kendrick Lamar, isn't he kind of small? Or no, Migos? (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) 
I don't know. How tall are they? I will tell you is Kendrick Lamar. Uh, he, <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, guess how tall Kendrick Lamar is. 5'7". Five, 5'6". Five, <gasps> That's way shorter than I thought. Well, like, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, Migos, the guy, yeah. um, like Cardi B's guy. What's, oh, what's his name again? Offset. Okay, hold on. I don't know. Also a short guy, I think. How tall is Offset? If you're a short guy, it's okay. Um, oh, okay, he's 5'9". I thought he was a little shorter. But yeah, no, like nothing, no, no, like offense. I'm just saying I thought Eminem was taller. For That's some what I thought too. Yeah. I think it's because like he wears, like he looks thin. And I think sometimes you, like, I think like really skinny people, like, look taller sometimes just like if you don't you know like and like film and movies and no stuff. it's true i had a coworker who's my height but like she's really really skinny and i didn't i thought she's taller i thought she's like three inches taller than me but it's just yeah. thin. so <laughs> it happens you know yeah no but yeah so i'm gonna end it here with some fun facts but at this point it's like he's reached the height of his fame we'll get into that and like he's all but he's swimming in a pill addiction like it's not going good for him but next episode we're going to continue with his career past eight mile and his oscar win and we'll get into some feuds we'll get into a little bit more about kim um and kind of more stuff about his current career but i'm going to end on some fun facts (laughs) so marshall came up with the idea of slim shady while he was on the toilet love that (laughs) nice Um, this is probably not surprising. He's a workaholic and considered a perfectionist by other musicians. It's not a surprise there. He said the only book he has fully read is LL Cool J's I Make My Own Rules, which I didn't know LL Cool J had a book. Also, Eminem himself has a book, but I didn't read it. Oh, it's called Something Blonde. I forgot what it is. Hold on. You can't, sorry, keep going. I think his mom wrote one too. Maybe we'll get into that next time. Yeah. Um... Let's see, what did he call that? Eminem book. It is called uh, Angry Blonde. Okay. From 2000. He wrote it in 2000. Maybe I should read it sometime. I think I um, yeah, but I wonder if it's good or not, you know. I didn't know Ella Cool J though had one. Yeah. Uh, when he was a baby, his relatives called him Mickey because he had really big ears. And then the last one, which is kind of interesting, I didn't know this. Taylor Swift has claimed that she would like to collaborate with him. Do you think he would? Okay, here's my thing about, do you remember that one? Okay, it might have been like 2009 or something, but Taylor Swift did, I think it was a joke, but she did that like rap song with like, was it Timbaland or something? Do you remember oh, anything? No, for some I reason, I it escapes me. I feel like... Uh, you know, actually, maybe I was gonna say that she seems a little bit embarrassing in that field, and maybe he wouldn't do that just because he like wouldn't take her seriously, and like her fan base is very different than his. But she's also a huge star, so maybe he uh, collaborated with Ed Sheeran. Do you remember that? Like really recently? Yeah, I feel like he would maybe. I don't think she'd. I obviously don't think she'd like do any hip hop herself, but probably just have like some of like maybe she'd seen like the, like a chorus or something. I think or like that maybe. Do you remember how like Megan Fox <gasps> speak of the devil with Machine Gun Kelly was in um love the way you love with uh, the guy video? From one of the hobbits. Yeah. Wait, which know? hobbit? Um hold on, Mary and Pippin. Mary, I think. Wait. He was in that? No. Yeah. In the music video? Yeah. Let me see. Wait, in Love the Way You Lie? Oh. He plays oh. the uh, Megan Fox's um, What the hey? 
what's I had no idea yeah it's Mary in um Lord of the Rings it's like Dominic something right yeah yeah oh so they played um it you know a couple with the who are very tumultuous and interesting oh yeah I guess he did he did collaborate with Rihanna is it Rihanna or Rihanna I thought I've heard Rihanna Rihanna okay so Rihanna but I think he's collaborated with her a lot but I don't know if they're friends anymore because he made like a comment about like her being with Chris Brown so I don't think they're friends anymore oh was it like in favor of her or Chris Brown no he I forgot oh it actually might have been in the um kill shot song that was a slam at Machine Gun Kelly Okay. I think it was something I'll find it you can keep talking about find the lyrics. no I'm pretty much done I just want to tell everybody like there's more part two I don't think it'll be next week but the week after but next week yeah we'll get into like his like career past the point of lose yourself I just wanted to kind of set a base you know from his like growing up and such and we'll get into yeah celebrity feuds um he's done some other work too like he's done like some philanthropy a ton of other stuff like and then more into like his legal troubles as well so but that's kind of all i have at least so far on the marshall mathers the third that's all i have as well and again i'm just reading through the lyrics of kill shot he just goes on and on and on i would feel very just hurt about machine gun kelly it's a very long song i would be terrified Um, he he just rips him apart he says that he uses like (laughs) auto-tune um he's like i'm sick of your blonde hair and earrings because you look in the mirror and you think that you're marshall and like (gasps) (laughs) honestly i could see it (laughs) and he's like i don't like i'm 45 and i still outsell you like i don't know it's just because i guess machine gun kelly comments about how eminem is really old but like I just think it's really funny that he like wrote two songs on that man. Well, I'm I'm concerned though. What did he say about Rihanna and Chris Brown? Okay, maybe that was not the right one, but um, let me look it up. He did say Rihanna just hit me on a text, and then but I don't know. I feel like mm. there's something else. So maybe they are friends still. My bad. But um. Oh wait, hold on. Oh, something about like Rihanna leaving hickeys on his neck, but I don't know if that. I, I oh okay so it's more like oh wait no hold oh, on it wasn't about Chris Brown I don't think it was just kind of weird so I think that wait friends. actually so I guess originally and we'll probably get into this when celebrity feuds or their feuds next episode but I just want to say this so he apparently had originally sided with Chris Brown but then he apologized yeah. to her in a song yeah but he calls her Reese so I think they're friends I think they're friends but they haven't collaborated in a while well she doesn't really do music anymore but uh I feel like they, I mean, maybe they had a fight and then now they're like, okay. So I think it was like really controversial and probably more, at least I want to give him the idea of like, it was more of like to shock people, but like he scrapped it. And then he was like, I, this was wrong. So do you think that, um, cause remember the whole thing with Kanye West and Taylor Swift, how he like called her to ask permission to like use that, you know, phrase. Do you think- oh, and then Kim oh called her a snake. Yes. Do you think that Eminem calls, because he mentions a ton of people in his songs. Do you think yeah. that he like calls all of them and is like, oh, can I, I'm going to say this or can I say this? I think he just goes for it. And he's like, no, I think he goes for it. I think, so this is the one thing you can say what you want. Yes. Has he done bad things or said bad things? Yes. But he doesn't apologize except for like seri- like the stuff with Rihanna, which I think it's good he did, but he doesn't apologize for it. And I have to say like, it's kind of like, especially when he makes fun of other celebrities more like more when he's making fun of other people he doesn't apologize which I kind of like 
I, okay, I'm, I'm even controversial, but I think it's kind of refreshing because I feel like so many uh, celebrities, they kiss buds of other celebrities. But I feel like yeah. And I like that because he's not too. anyone who's not like, oh, that person's off limits. Like, I think he just kind of is by himself in a way, but he has like mm-hmm. a solid group of rapper friends like Dr. Dre, but yeah. he's not trying to please anyone. Like he's never tried to do that. No. And I kind of agree. Like, yeah. Are there things he could apologize like the homophobia stuff, but like he kind of did. I don't know. But as far as like making fun of celebrities, I don't think he should have to apologize for that at all. No. <laughs> In fact, like we said before, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly, so I'm really happy that he eviscerated him pretty much. Um, Machine Gun Kelly is being like cool he's now. So, he's like he's that. like a cold shower to me. Like it's like you so, look at him, like his picture with um, I think it was at the Grammys. Was it the Grammys with Megan Fox? Nails, and he's like this over in his hair. He like, just he just looks so repulsive. Like she looked nice, but he looked so greasy yeah, and gross. still looks really good she's like 35 she's had three kids she looks amazing but michelle yeah. kelly is just like so no he's not it for he's me. just like I'm nothing not- about him appeals to me no he's yeah he's not talented he's not um i don't find him cute or anything sorry machine gun kelly in your name the only the <laughs> only comfort is if he comes after us eminem is on our side <laughs> so yeah that's um but, i don't have yeah. anything else about eminem what about no, we can be finished until part two, but do you have any other celebrity news or gossip or whatever? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think I really do. Um, I haven't really been online, really. Do you? No, I haven't really been following anything um, at all. So I don't really know what's happening nowadays with the old celebs. I just, yeah, I don't really know. I, so. There's really nothing. I'm like looking through... Um, like emus slow week i guess i'm trying to think um yeah there's there's nothing uh oh there's a gross picture of machine gun kelly do you want to see it he sh- oh i guess yes. he shaved his head so he is trying to be like slim shady but that's him right now before i just really think he's just so i just I, we were, I already said everything i had to say about I him welcome any machine gun kelly slander i do not like it <laughs> i don't either but yeah that's all i had yeah, so I guess we'll end it here. So if you guys would like to follow us on Instagram, that's where you're most active, please head over to Evening in the Aughts podcast. Also, we would appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review on our iTunes and maybe like a nice little comment, like, hi, or something. <laughs> we would love that. We very much appreciate it. Yes. Um, also, we have a Twitter, and I think it's Evening in the Aughts pod or something like that. Same thing as Instagram handle, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, also, I'm not Twitter. active on it, but are you? I go on sometimes. I'm still trying to figure out Twitter like 10 years too late. Yeah, admittedly, but yeah. Or if you just want to DM us if you have something to say, um, I think in the future we should have some celebrity guests. Uh, I do enjoy doing celebrity 2000 celebrity bios. So maybe I think what we mentioned, we want to do Britney. So maybe that can be soon too. If you want to take the lead on that. We can do it next week if you want. Okay. We can do Brittany and just do up to like what's going on now. Cause I'm sure we'll have more developments because she's getting out of her thing. Her right. Oh yeah. I guess we could, is there anything new there? I don't, I confess I kind of have fallen off. No. Um, I think that her team, um, is making her Instagrams look weird again. Cause they want to prove mm. that she's, and there's also, I don't know if this is true, alleged, but that, um, Jamie Spears, her dad has been paying TMZ to like, run bad story or like stories that make her look bad for the past yeah. years or something or like not mentally competent or something oh no i totally believe that tmz is at the mercy of, of like whoever wants to pay them you oh, know or not the, at the mercy but they'll do they'll do the dirty work if they get paid what 
a legend a legend i think this is all legend work with that i think a lot of people do i think it's just the way it goes. oh yeah oh yeah totally alleged alleged all our opinions please but, sue um, us oh but i also think that britney was i don't really know how her instagram works but i guess she was sometimes it's her and i think she's she reminds me of kind of just like um one of those like facebook bombs that they're just they, maybe they use too many emojis or they type way yeah. wrong of a thing but she's still nice and harmless but i think that yeah. she said that she was gonna stop posting as much because i think i don't know like someone advised her not to I don't know why, but I think, I don't think we'll be seeing her too much. And I think her next hearing is in September. And right mm-hmm. now she's just focusing on getting her dad um, as not like her conservator. So okay. that is well, go Brittany, go. Um, and we'll have an episode on her soon as well. So um, if that's everything, then I will be ready to sign off. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.